0: Yo, 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 it's your girl, Rose Gold, and you are tuned in for another episode of Heartbreak Hill Podcast. Okay, here I go. So today we're going to be talking about a very important topic. You know, I always try to come and give y'all a good game, the good knowledge and the good wisdom that I have gotten on this earth, earth, my time being here. Today I'm going to drop some jewels, all right? I'm going to be telling y'all what is the importance of being able to receive correction. That's right, being able to receive correction. If I'm going to be straight up and transparent, I'm going to tell y'all that that was one of the most hardest lessons. me to learn, especially when it came to like being in my 20s, like my early 20s, being in like my late teens, and in high school, things like that. It was very hard for me to receive correction. You know what I'm saying? I had a problem with trusting the motives of people, man. So whenever somebody would try to tell me some sort of wisdom that would really help me in the long run, I would reject it. You know what I'm saying? And it was actually foolish to do that because... A lot of the stuff that I was being told in regards to, you know, love, life, money, all types of things. It could have saved me a lot of time and a lot of tears if I had to just only listen. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to tell you, first of all, it's important to listen to correction and wisdom because you will save yourself a lot of time. Now, I don't know about you. But for me, time is a very, very precious commodity. And a lot of times people don't realize how important time is until it has already passed. You look back and say, man, I wasted years on that. Or man, I could have been there. That it's all because of how important time is. You see what I'm saying? And how quickly it leaves from us. And so a lot of times when we're being fed game, when we're being fed wisdom, not taking it is going to cost you. And it'll cost you through experiences that you could have avoided. You see what I'm saying? A lot of times, too, when I was receiving wisdom and knowledge and just all overall correction about a certain type of topic, I would reject it because it wasn't applicable in that moment in time. You know what I'm saying? So there will be all the times, you know, sometimes my uncles and my aunties and even my older cousins, they'll be talking about their life experiences about things and trying to tell me, like, ATT, don't do this. If you ever in this type of situation, do this. Or, hey, man, people, as you grow up, they're going to try to do this to you. Don't let them. Just little nuggets that I got throughout life, I kind of let it go in through one ear and out the other because, At that point in time, I didn't need to hear it. What I've noticed about God is that oftentimes he will send people in your life randomly to give you those sources of jewels so that even if they don't apply right then at that moment, it's going to apply later in life and you are already prepared for it if you listen. You see what I'm saying? I think it's also important to be close to people who can correct you. Look, nobody likes hearing the truth. I don't care how real you claim to be, how much you say. Look, man, the truth is a bitter pill for everybody to swallow. I don't care how much sugar it is on it. With that being said, if you have people that love you enough to tell you the truth, that are able to correct you and are able to help you, Love them and cherish them. Thank God for them on daily because those people are really rare commodities in this fake world that we live in. Not a lot of times people are willing to rock the boat enough to tell you something that may be uncomfortable, but it could potentially save your life, save your spiritual life, save your financial life, save your love life. You never know, but they love you enough to tell you the truth regardless of how you may feel after, Right. Now, there are certain ways that people have to tell you the truth and there are certain guidelines that people have to give you correction. That's a certain another type of episode, but I want you to take that in consideration as well. Since we're taking in consideration how correction and wisdom is being given, I'm going to give you some tips on how to be okay with being corrected. One way you can be okay with being corrected is you, for you to look at the person who's giving you the correction, who's giving you the game, who's giving you the knowledge, right? And I want you to look on them on two different levels. First, I want you to look at, do they have experience in that area that they're giving you correction about? Now, you don't have to have kids to give someone parental advice. You see what I'm saying? But you do have to have some type of experience with children. You don't have to own a mansion to be able to tell me, what is a fair amount that I should be paying for rent or to give me examples or give me wisdom about how to care for a home. But you do have to have some sort of experience of having your own mortgage, your own rent, things of that nature. So look, first of all, does, does this person have experience with what they're telling me about in some sort of way? Okay. And then the next thing when I say I want you to look at them, the other, the other level I want you to look at them on, how do they feel about me? Everybody you're going to be in contact with is going to have flaws, including the person looking at you in the mirror. Nobody is perfect. When I say, how does this person feel about you? I want you to be able to look at this person and ask yourself deeply and honestly and truthfully, would this person ever tell me something to hurt me? Is this person in a close enough relationship with God and therefore having a great level of self-esteem? are they at that level within themselves and with God so where they can give me honest and con- constructive correction wisdom, okay? Looking at them on those two different types of level will help you properly assess whether or not you can receive the correction that is coming from their mouth, okay? The other part I want you to do when it comes to accepting wisdom or to be able to accept correction, I want you to realize that when someone is telling you something about yourself, about your situation, about a choice you made, about a word you said, when someone is telling you about you, pride is always going to try to creep into your mind and into your soul. It's just the way our flesh is wired, okay? It happens to me all the time, even though I'm not mad at the person or I don't hate the person that may be telling me this thing, there is this sort of pluck in my spirit that feels uncomfortable with being told about myself, okay? And you can always recognize this little slithering thing of pride when you begin to get defensive. If someone tells you something about yourself and the first thing that you need to do within yourself is defend yourself no that's not that's not true I think you're looking at it a little bit wrong or no that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is that the minute you start to listen so that you can make your point or that so that you can defend yourself you are letting pride creep in and the reason why that's dangerous is because the Bible tells us time and time again pride always comes before a fall anytime you feel the need to shelter or protect your dignity Within a conversation with the person who you love and they love you or who you care about and they care about you, they're telling you correction and wisdom and you find yourself feeling that way, you need to pause. You need to check yourself because you're getting ready to wreck yourself. Pride always comes before you're about to lose out. And if you go that prideful way, you will miss out on lessons and wisdom that, again, will save you a lot of time, a lot of experience, and a lot of tears. A lot of heartbreak. You see what I'm saying? Always be able to check yourself. Be real enough with yourself to be able to say, you know what? Mentally, okay, this person is talking to me. I'm getting a little bit defensive. Let me check myself. Holy Spirit, check me. It works each time. I got to do it every day like five times a day. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm telling you what I do and it works. Be okay with doing that. Be okay with checking yourself and getting rid of that pride, All right. next thing I want you to take a look at that'll help you be be okay with being able to be corrected is, ask yourself, maybe after the conversation is done, or maybe at the beginning of the conversation when the person first starts talking to you, what can I gain by following this wisdom, okay, what would be the outcome, if I was to simply just listen, if I was to just try it out, what could the potential outcome be, a very close and personal relationship, that I had when I was a teenager was with a guy and the wisdom that my aunt gave me was that I should be friends with this guy and I should not have sex with him now at that time everybody pretty much in my grade you know was having sex everybody was you know talking about it and I really really liked this boy I'm not gonna lie to you he was fine he was everything that was my boo I really liked him but deep down in my heart I wasn't able to I wasn't ready to have sex But I really did like him. You see what I'm saying? So I went to my auntie about it. Well, she found the letter that I wrote to my friend about it. Tell her that I was thinking about getting hot and heavy with the dude. She found the letter. She approached me with it like y'all know mamas will do. (laughs) She approached me. She was like, hey, man, listen. I'm going to give you the game. Don't do it. And I'm not telling you not to do it because just don't have sex before you're married. I'm telling you not to do it. Because he is going to not respect you after you have sex with him. And if you want to test out my theory, tell him you don't want to have sex with him and see how he behaves. Just like that. Blew my mind. Man, I'm a teenager. You see what I'm saying? But she came at me so real, I had no choice but to hear it and listen. So I tested out the theory. Small piece of wisdom that I could have disregarded. You see what I'm saying? And I did disregard it because I wasn't a virgin when I got married. But just at that moment in time, I decided to go with the wisdom that she said, and when I didn't follow the wisdom later on, I ended up regretting it, and wished I would have waited for my husband, you see what I'm saying, but at that particular moment, I said, okay, auntie, I didn't tell her, okay, I kind of rolled my eyes behind her back when she was talking but at that time, I put on my mind, said, right, auntie, I'm gonna listen to the game, you know what I'm saying, you, you, you know what you're talking about, and I listened to her, and I told that guy, my boo thing, my lover, oh, I'm not ready to have sex, and at first, he's like, oh, cool, baby, I love you, girl, it don't matter, it's just this, that, was that, Two weeks later, I seen him walking down to school, down to school, holding hands with some other girl that was two grades higher than me. You see what I'm saying? Now, he was going to more than likely experiment with other girls anyway, just because we were at such a young age, we were teenagers. He wasn't thinking about marriage or selling it down, and honestly, neither was I. But me listening to that small piece of wisdom of just telling him that I didn't want to have sex and then watching him after I made that statement, I was able to save myself heartbreak, literally heartbreaking pain that would have came at such a young and fragile age for me not heeding and correcting wisdom. And like I just was telling y'all earlier, it came a point in time before I got married that I did have sex, I didn't listen to that wisdom and it cost me. You see what I'm saying? It cost me an experience that I won't never forget into this day, and that was that I didn't save my body for my husband. You see what I'm saying? Eh, if you've had sex before, you got married, this ain't no way to condemn you. I ain't coming at you. I ain't talking about you. I'm just sharing with you how being able to take in wisdom and to listen to it can affect areas of your life that you never really thought that it would. You see what I'm saying? All right? So, What would I gain by listening to this wisdom? If I listen to what this person says, even if it's just a small piece of advice, how could it help me or elevate me? All right, Think about it. And the last and most important piece of criteria that I'm going to give you of being able to accept wisdom, being able to accept correction, is going to be, is it biblical? Now, you ain't got to be no preacher, no pastor, no deacon to be able to know biblical principles. We got all types of apps. We have all types of read-alongs that you can look at that will help you know what biblical principles are. If you need a church or if you want to find a church home, I, I encourage you to do that. But you need to be able to filter any kind of wisdom that you get through the Word of God. Because I'm telling you, every day on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TV, anywhere you look, you are going to be bombarded with wisdom that may seem real, but it's not right. You see what I'm saying? And that's because it's not going to be diluted with any sort of biblical knowledge. And the biblical way is, for example, okay, somebody might tell you, you say, man, this dude had me messed up. They may say, all right, treat him how he treats you. That's idiotic to do according to the God's word. Why? Because anybody that do you wrong, God say vengeance is mine. God say if your enemy do something wrong, so you give him something to drink when it's thirsty. And yes, all of those things sound like cliches and they may may be a lot easier to say than do, but it's still wisdom that's going to help you and it's still wisdom that's going to propel you. Because it's diluted with the Word of God. You don't want this stuff that they got out here, man, that's going to be giving you wisdom, that's going to lead you astray. Always, any type of advice that you get, assess it to the Word of God, man. I'm telling you, because going any other way is going to lead you astray. All right. Now, I ain't trying to judge nobody. I want you to listen to me. I don't care where you are within your spiritual journey. I don't care if you don't even believe in Christ. Knowing those biblical tools is going to help you decipher a lot of the fraudulent activity that you're going to be seeing and hearing in this world. And I'm not going to lead you into a path of listening to the world when the world don't even know where it's going. The biblical way is the only way and it may not seem like that right now, but it is. And like I said, if you're not on that path quite yet as far as what the biblical truth is, hopefully you will be. But God is going to be giving you those biblical knowledge and understandings regardless. When you get it, tuck it in your brain and keep it close. My time is up now, y'all. I hope that I was able to give y'all some game, some knowledge and understanding that you can take with you and you can share with you. I appreciate you listening. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you decided to be here with me. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, Heartbreak Hill Podcast. Any episode requests or questions you want answered, you can email us at heartbreakhealpodcast at gmail.com. This again is your girl Rose Gold, and thank you for listening to another episode of Heartbreak Hill Podcast. Bless up. Thank you so much for tuning in to Heartbreak Hill Podcast. Our mission here is to use multimedia channels to break generational curses in our thought process. Our motto here is breaking hearts, blowing minds, one conversation at a time. Please note that our entire production is brought forth by listeners and viewers just like you. Thank you. If you'd like to support the show, please visit our website at heartbreakhillpodcast.com.